الحمد لله الحمد لله خالق الوجود من العدم وجاعل النور من الظلم ومخرج الصبر من الألم فملق التوبة على الندم فنشكره على المصائب كما نشكره على النعم ونصلي على رسوله الأكرم بشرف الأشم والنور الأتم والكتاب المحكم وكمال النبيين والخاتم سيد ولدي آدم الذي بشر به عيسى بن مريم ودعا لبعثته إبراهيم عليه السلام حين كان يرفع قواعد بيت الله المحرم فصلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى أتباعه خير الأمم الذين بارك الله بهم كافة الناس العرب منهم والعجم فالحمد لله الذي لم يتخذ ولدا ولم يكن له شريك في الملك ولم يكن له ولي من الذل وكبره تكبيرا والحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا والحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله أرسله الله تعالى بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا فصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن شر الأمور محدثاتها وإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم بعد أن أقول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر آمين رب العالمين اللهم اجعلنا من الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر آمين رب العالمين Today's khutbah is a reminder of a surah that the Sahaba used to recite to each other It's narrated every time they met each other They wouldn't leave each other's company without reciting this to each other Many consider this, and I would agree, um, a summary of the entire Qur'an And it's a short surah that everybody's memorized and we recite it all the time in Surah Al-Asr Wal-Asr inna l-insana lafi khusr illa ladhina amanu wa amilu salihat wa tawasaw bil-haqqi wa tawasaw bil-sabr As we go through this coronavirus situation and the uncertainty of it unfolds before us and every day there are more unanswered questions uh, I thought it was good to set, take a step back and look at the fundamental purpose for our, our lives. You know, people are concerned about their health and their safety and, uh, you know, it's not just health and safety that's affected. People, people's jobs are affected. Lots of people are losing their jobs because they're part of, for example, the, you know, industries that are social by nature, like the retail industry or the travel industry. Or, you know, so there are lots of people in any of those positions that are no longer employed. And so they're going through all kinds of difficult trials and they're losing financially. Some people are losing health. Some people are losing safety. Uh, what's also important to note is when the economy collapses like that, and may Allah preserve the economy for all cities and all, all communities, but if it does collapse like that and lots of jobs are lost at the same time, then you can get a lot of crime and, and scary situations can occur um, in, in different parts of the world. So this isn't just about health, it's actually about society effect, you know, being impacted by a disease. You know, and it's not, just, it's not just hospitals and doctors and people that are sick that are affected, but actually every part of society gets affected as a result. But I wanted to take a step back and just remind myself for myself and really for all of you, this one statement that Allah has made in the Quran, this entire surah is actually one sentence, uh, which is pretty, pretty amazing that it's, the, it's a whole surah, three ayat, but those three ayat come together and only make one short sentence. And that sentence is wal-asr. Uh, Allah says, I swear by time, but the word he used for time is the word used for, that comes from asir. Asir means juice in Arabic. 
When you squeeze a fruit and it drips out, that's asir. Mu'asirat uh, are clouds that crash against each other, and when they squeeze against each other, it starts raining. That's the word mu'asirat. Asr actually means time that's dripping away, that's, that's slipping away, that's squeezing out. No matter what you do, it's going to drip out, it's going to release. So by the, the use of that word suggests, and by the way, it's when the day is running out of light as if it's dripping out of the light that's left, that's asr time, right? So because it's, run, it's, it's about the time where things are, light is about to run out. So time as it's about to run out is what Allah swears by. And that's important because that's Allah reminding you and me that what He's about to say is pretty urgent. It has to do with something that you and I don't have a lot of time to figure out. Imagine that somebody's telling you something at Asr time and you only have so much daytime left before you gotta get it done, right? So it's at the tail end of a day that someone's telling you that you have this much time left before darkness sets in, right? And light is kind of the imagery of life and darkness is the imagery of death. So as if we are in the Asr of our lives, we're on the tail end of the little bit of life that we have left and before it runs out, before we're put in the ground, we have very little time to figure out how not to be uh, you know, a failure. And so he says, I swear by time that's running out, every single human being, without any doubt whatsoever, has drowned in loss. We're all losing. And of course, the first thing we're losing is time. You know, some, some of you kids, and you guys like watching game shows or whatever, where there's a timer and you gotta get something done quickly. And before the buzzer hits, you gotta get it done. Otherwise you'll lose, right? So sports and games are all about time that's very limited and you have to accomplish a lot in that limited time. Break a record, beat a score, whatever it may be. It's kind of like that in this life. It's, it's this little bit of time. We think, you know, cause a lot of kids are off of school right now. So you might think, you know, we got a lot of time on our hands. We don't know what to do with all this time. Right? We were free. Uh, but Allah is painting a very different picture. For every single human being, He's reminding you and He's reminding me that we actually don't have much time at all. We don't, we don't have much time at all. And when we're going to go in front of Him, and He's going to ask us, the, the angels are going to ask us, how long were you living here? And people, he, even people who lived 80 years, 100 years, they lived their entire lives, they, they were children, then they became adults, then they became parents, then they became grandparents and great-grandparents, and they can remember you know, the olden days, even people like that are gonna say, you know, I, I think it was a day. I think I lived here for one day, I think. That's how, that's how, when they look back, they'll realize how short that time was. So it's like, we don't realize how short it is now, but we will then. We have very, very little time. And in that time, the first thing we have to realize is Every single human being is drowned in a state of loss. Every single, every one of us is drowning. And we're, it's the imagery I gave so many years ago that people turned into a, an animation was someone, someone literally drowning and they're asleep and they don't even know that they're drowning. And the first thing you have to do to save that person or that, per, that person needs to do to, to save themselves is wake up. Because if in their dream everything is good and they're having the time of their life, but when they, you know, and when they wake up they realize they're drowning, it's a completely different reality. Their view of reality changes completely because of what they see around them, whether they believe it or not. What Allah says, the first condition to save ourselves, the first condition, if we realize time is running out, what do I have to do to save myself? What do I have to do to not be a loser? Well, the only exception to people who are not, in, not drowned in loss are people who actually believe, who, who actually have faith. So the first belief is that we are drowning, that this is a state of emergency, that we don't have a lot of time left. That's the first belief. But beyond that, what is the difference between 
you know, uh, Allah says, the people who know, could they be the same as the people who don't know? They can't be the same. So what, what is the difference between someone who believes and someone who doesn't believe? Well, the, the, the easy way to think about that is, if you have glasses and they have a tint on them, like they have a green tint on them. When you put green tint glasses on, everything looks green. When you took, put blue tint glasses on, everything looks blue. So your, your view of reality changes based on the tints that you're wearing, based on the lenses that you're wearing, right? So the same way, uh, you know, in, 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 when you have the lens of Iman on, then your view of reality changes. Everybody else sees one thing, you see something else entirely. You, and actually one of the ways to describe it is almost like x-ray vision. X-ray vision means you can see through things, right? You don't just see what's on the surface, you can see through it. That's what Iman does. Iman does, doesn't just let me and you see what's on the surface. What do I see in front of me? The good or the bad behind it, I can see that too. The harm and the benefit of it, I can see that. That's the lens of Iman. That's what Iman does. So Iman, the faith changes the way that I understand reality. Nobody else will understand it the same way. Somebody else can think making a lot of money is very it's successful. And they believe that. But when you look at that same money from the lens of Iman, whether that money came from halal places or haram places, it'll change completely. So this person's super happy that they got a nice car with that money, or they bought a beautiful house with that money, and they think they reached success. And you're looking at that same house, that same car, that same bank account, and you're thinking that's a failure. Because you're looking at it from faith. No, that was wrong. The, the way that money was made was wrong. So we're looking at the same thing, but our perception completely changes because of Iman. And Allah is telling us in this surah that the first loss, the greatest loss a human being can have is that they no longer look at reality from the point of view of Iman. That they don't look at it for what it really is. You know, the Prophet ﷺ used to make this dua. It's a very famous dua. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna tiba'ahu wa arina al-batila batilan warzuqna ijtinabahu He said, oh Allah, show us the truth, show us reality as reality and give us the courage, and give it, provide us the strength to follow it. And show us the false thing as the false thing, and provide us the courage to stay away from it. Because the reality is, a lot of times the truth looks like falsehood, and the falsehood looks like truth. But when you have the, the, when you have the world view of Iman, then your definitions completely change. And the first thing that changes with that, is what's coming next. And this is all, again, how do we save ourselves? First thing is, are we looking at everything around us, even ourselves, from the point of view of Iman and what's best for our Iman? What is, that, what is it that you and I have to preserve? More than me and you having to preserve our finances, more than you and me having to preserve our health or our emotional well-being, more on top of, and all of those things are important, but on top of all of that is how, am I doing something that will preserve or destroy or hurt my Iman? Like Iman is what you have to protect more than anything else. If that's protected, everything else will be fine. If that's not safe, everything else doesn't matter. You can actually have a, a, a situation in life where everything else seems okay, but inside your heart, Iman isn't, you can't feel it anymore. You don't see things that way anymore. That actually means nothing is okay. It's just a facade. It's just fake. And it'll crumble sooner or later. You're living in pretend. I'm living in pretend. And that when that reality hits, then it's gonna be what just happened. You know. That's, that's really the loss of people if they can't see truth for what it is. If I can't see it for what it is, if you can't see for what it is, that's, that, that's when we've really lost. You know, a lot of times in, tri in times of fitna, in times of trial, like we are going through now, it's easy to look at things like everybody else looks at them. And that's, that would be our loss. 
we have to look at any trial from the lens of Iman. And first and foremost, you know, the, Iman is many things, like believing in Allah. Okay, it's not just believing in God. Allah has many names. Each name has an effect on me. Each name. If Allah's name is Ar-Raziq, Allah is the provider, then no matter how bad things are looking, I will never lose sight of the fact that Allah is the provider. If Allah is the guardian, if Allah is the protecting friend, Al-Wali, Al-Wali, Al-Mawla, if he's those things, then no matter how unsafe anybody else feels, I'm not going to lose my sense of safety because I know Allah is there and He's the ultimate protector. So every, every one of Allah's names changes the way we respond while everybody else can be in a state of hysteria, we can stay calm because we have Iman. And because you have that, the way you act changes. That's the next step. The way you act is different than everybody else because you see things differently than everybody else. You see, if, if you saw a fire then, and you're too close to it, you would act. You would take a step back, right? Because you don't want to get burned. So because you understand that's real, you're going to take a step back. But if you don't think that's fire and you think that's actually something else, something, something like delicious food or something, but it's actually fire, then you're going to take the wrong step before it's too late and you start burning. Your view of reality will determine the kinds of actions you're comfortable with, the kinds of actions you're not comfortable with. That's going to change. Allah says, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ They do good things. They do the right things. How do they get the sense to do the right thing? How do they even determine what's the right thing and the wrong thing? Ask 10 people, what's the right thing to do? You'll get 10 different answers. Everybody's got their own view of right and wrong, of morality. Because we have Iman, our definition of what's right and what's wrong is determined by Allah Himself. Allah will guide us to what's right and what's wrong. Allah will tell us what's best for you and what's not best for you. And of course, in the middle in life, we have to make a lot of our own choices, for the better or for worse. And a lot of them don't have to do with right and wrong, they just have to do with what do you, you know, what do you think you need to do. But I'm talking about moral choices. You know, I'm talking about you know, choices that have to do with justice and fairness. Those choices will now be determined by your and my iman. But that would be good enough, but Allah didn't stop there. Which is the, which is the most powerful thing about this surah. It could be, that you could say, well, if you want to be a good person, and you want to go to Jannah, all you have to do is have iman and be good. Good enough, you can go to Jannah, not according to this surah. This surah says everybody's going to be in loss, everybody's in loss, except people who do four things. Not two things, four things. Two things would have been, they have iman and they do good. Good enough. No, Allah says not good enough. He says, وَتَوَاسَوْ بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاسَوْ بِالصَّبْرِ Let me put that in simple words for you, because I know kids are listening today too. So, let me put it in very simple words for you. If your teacher said, do these four assignments and you'll pass. Right? Do these four assignments and you'll pass. And you do two of them really well and the other two you didn't even touch. And when the, the, the report day comes, you hand in two assignments and he says, where's, where's the other two? He says, well, no, I did really good on these two, though. These two, I, I was amazing. These are, check these out. These are both A's, guaranteed. Yep, A, A, and an F and an F, yes? That's still an F, isn't it? Because you didn't finish all four assignments. This surah says, you will fail, I will fail, if we don't fulfill four assignments. The first of them is to look at things from the point of view of Iman. The second is to, to our, our course of action, what we do, has to be determined by that Iman. What is that Iman making you do? Are, you, what, are your actions protecting your Iman? Or are your actions destroying your Iman? What, what actions are you taking? Wa'amilu salihah. Sulh actually means to fix something. 
And the first thing we're fixing is the state of our hearts. You see, salah is amal salih. It's a good deed, right? But it's not just amal khair. It's salih. What that means is, I make salah and it fixes my iman a little bit. I give zakah and it fixes my greed. It fixes my iman a little bit. Every good deed actually fixes the state of our hearts too. It does something for ourselves. But then the third condition is وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالْحَقِّ And they counsel each other, advise each other. Tawasi can also mean they compel each other, encourage each other, strongly urge each other to be truthful and to the truth. In other words, when they give each other advice, they say what's true. They're real. They don't tell you what you... We don't tell each other what we want to hear. We don't care... You know, you have to sometimes tell somebody something that's going to hurt their feelings. You're going to say something, that's going to, but it's true. They need to hear it. But it's going to hurt their feelings. So now you have to decide, do I want to hurt their feelings? Or do I want to stick to telling them the truth? And by the way, the way to tell the truth is lovingly. And that's inside the word wasiyah. So it's not like, by the way, you're haram. Everything you do is haram. You're going to hell. I just had to do tawasi bil haq. alaykum. No, that's not tawasi bil haq. Tawasi bil haq actually means a loving, counseling way of telling someone, but still telling them the truth. The truth is that you can't bend the truth. Because you feel bad for somebody. Or you feel bad for yourself. You, can't, you and I can't get offended when somebody else gives us a truth about ourselves. Sometimes we mess up. And somebody tells us the truth about ourselves. And we have to look in the mirror and say, you're right. That is messed up. I have to acknowledge that. And thank you for giving me that truth. Because if I didn't acknowledge that, I wouldn't do amal salih. I wouldn't fix it. And if I don't fix it, then I can't help my iman. Everything goes backwards again. It spirals back to the first thing. You have to preserve our iman. If we don't preserve our faith, our iman, then everything is lost. So telling each other, counseling each other to the right thing. You know, just among friends, one of your friends is about to do something bad. And they're encouraging you to join. Instead of you being, yeah man, let's do it. You should be the one that says, no man, we're, we're not going to do that. And you're not going to do it either. I'm not going to let you, you know and I know, we both know it's wrong. And they're going to say, come on man, just... Can we just have a little bit of fun sometimes? Can you just chill out? Take it easy. Why are you, so, why are you all Islamic all the time? And they might want to make you slip from counseling to the truth, but you still respectfully, lovingly, committed, you still say what's right is always going to be right, whether I like it or you like it or not. What's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. That's the wasib al-haq. But it's not easy, right? Because doing the right thing can be very painful sometimes. What, if you know you have to do something to protect your iman, or you know in your heart you got to do something right, but to do that, you have to go through some painful steps. You have to sacrifice either something you wanted, or you have to sacrifice something somebody else wanted. You have to, you, somebody's going to get hurt when you do the right thing. That's, that's just it, you know? When you do the right thing, when you come, step out of wrong into right, somebody will be offended, somebody will be hurt, somebody will be injured, including yourself. It just comes with the package. And when the pain hits, when you change course and you go towards the right direction and the pain hits, when that pain hits, you feel like giving, I don't think I can handle this pain, I'm going to step back and go back to my comfort zone. And that's when the only way we are going to save each other is we remind each other to stay strong and hold on and push through and keep going. We counsel each other with perseverance. We persevere through. We, we, and we, we, if we don't do that for each other, then all of us are in a state of loss. You know, the, these four conditions are really a worldview. This is how a person, a believer lives their life. 
And it doesn't mean that if you don't have a Facebook Live page where you're giving a khutbah to thousands of people, or you know, the few of you that are sitting here, that you can't do tawasi bil haq. Tawasi bil haq can be inside your family. It could be among your friends. It could even be to yourself. Maybe you're not being true to yourself. Maybe you're not being truthful, honest with yourself. You know? And you have to counsel yourself to be strong enough if nobody else is around. But if we don't do that, then we are definitely in a state of loss. Even if you stocked up on all the groceries and you got everything taken care of, you're still in a state of loss. I'm still in a state of loss. May Allah Azza wa Jal preserve all of us, our children, our elderly, the sick. May Allah Azza wa Jal give healing to those that are suffering. May Allah make the situation for everybody who's been affected by this or any other trial easy for them. And most of all, through any of these trials, may Allah Azza wa Jal make us of those who are able to preserve their iman. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Hakim wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum bil ayati wa dhikr al-Hakim. الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى خصوصا على أفواله المخاتم النبيين محمد الأمين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم بعد أن أقول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد عباد الله رحمكم الله اتقوا الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة إن الصلاة كانت على المؤمنين كتابا موقوتا الله أكبر الله أكبر